You are tuned in to the premier MMA podcast going today. We got Big Nick. We got the X-Man. And this is Round And we are live. Coming at you. <laughs> Roundhouse MMA 101. Booyaka or Roundhouse. <laughs> Bitches! Bitches! January 25th, 2018. Season 2, Episode 4, Round 4. Coming at ya. Damn! I'm excited! Oh, it's a beautiful Thursday night. And do we have a show for you motherfuckers? Yes, we do. Hey, bro, did you watch that movie? No, not yet. You fucking. I'm gonna get it back. Burrito eating. Yeah. I gotta, no, I don't care. I wanna, about, I'm watching it with my on. kids. I don't care. That, I, don't, I don't want it back. That's not why I'm asking you. Don't, don't dare. Don't do that to me. I, I lend to you. You can watch it. I just want to know what the fuck you're waiting so long to watch. It. I'm waiting for my kids to watch that. One. All right. Yeah. So. All we're, right. we're we're doing it this weekend. Warriors, Warriors. You guys know what I'm talking about, though. There, bitches. You <laughs> Warriors. know Warriors. Warriors. That's all I know from that movie, just because he... out and play! <laughs> <laughs> oh, we got a big show today, buddy. Yeah, man. Got a little bit of recap. Then big, we're gonna be, big, uh, big show. We got a little phone call from uh, uh, MMA fighter, Chance Fortune. Woo! He's, uh, woo, woo, he's expecting woo. our call here shortly, so uh, it's going to be interesting as First well. First time so. in the Roundhouse Studio, MMA young, MMA up-and-coming amateur fighter. Yes, man. On the show. Hungry, ready to go. Chance Fortune. Chance Fortune MMA. What's his, let's blast his Twitter right now. What is it? Chance Fortune it's, MMA? It's uh, Instagram. Instagram, sorry. Yeah, it's uh, Chance Fortune MMA. MMA on Instagram. Chad Fortune. We'll, we'll, we'll tag him on a, on a picture. Oh, right we'll tag him for yep. sure. We'll, we'll, but I just wanted to blast it out there. If you're not following Chance, follow him now, please. Yes. Don't be afraid. He won't bite. <laughs> unless you ask him to. He's actually going to do with a shot with us, too. Oh, uh, fuck yeah. I like yeah, him already. So. I like him. Oh, I did a little bit of research. We, we've been talking about it, so we'll go into that. We'll do a little uh, UFC 220 recap. We'll talk about the Bellator cap, the first Bellator cap recap. The first uh, heavyweight belt of the tournament was getting uh, down and dirty. No, you call that one to a T, though, eh? We'll get into that. And then, of course... I know that we he's he comes up quite a bit in the roundhouse, but fuck, I gotta talk. We gotta talk about him, John Bones Jones. Man. Yes, he, the the stuffs are flying. The the conversations are going. Not guilty. Not guilty. We guilty every guilty every other time though, but this time or, not or guilty. Guilty is guilty for being a stupid fucker, but not guilty. He's made some dumb moves, but oh, yeah. this one was out of his hands though. And the Roundhouse Boys called that. We did call it. We we said it from the get go. I don't. We still don't know all. I'm trying to find out all the information because they're leaking it slowly. But uh, there's a good chance John Bones Jones might fight in, <laughs> in uh, 2018. There's a good chance. I hope so. And uh, the questions arise. Uh, I, one of our followers on Instagram asked the question, and I I thought it was a pretty good question actually. Do you give him the belt back right away because he's innocent? That's a good question, man. Because he is innocent. That or you give him an automatic title shot. I think the automatic title shot is without question. He's gets it no matter what. Right. But is he the champion? 
technically. Well, you know what they do in the, the Olympics whenever that happens, right? Let's say yeah, they'll take a medal away from like five years down the road. They'll take yeah, a medal but has away. everybody ever, ever been found guilty first and then innocent after? I don't ever think that's ever happened in the Olympics. The Olympics, you well, found he wasn't he, found guilty. No, he was found because guilty. of the test. It was it he's was, tested. He's guilty. He's guilty. Automatically, automatically guilty. it's you're suspended. If you're tested right. positive, you're guilty. Right. Right. And then found innocent afterwards. Right. Right. So we, I posted on an Instagram page. So to me, like it's. I mean, I, I know they have to make a statement when all that goes down. I'm with you, but I'm just saying, like, as uh, what do you think the how do you what do you think the course of action is? Like, what do you... Because that's a good question. Think about it. Does he, de- does he deserve to have the belt back? Well, if he's innocent, why not? Absolutely. That's what I'm saying, right? right? But also, you can't forget what Daniel Cormier did. You can't just rob the guy. This poor guy has been on a roller... Look, okay, I have to say it this way. I'm not a huge... No, I'm not a... I don't dislike Daniel Cormier. It's not that I'm... I'm just not a huge fan. Meaning that it's it's like he's not my fav- one of my favorite fighters. Mm-hmm. But I think he's a phenomenal fighter... I like when he fights. I enjoy when he fights. I'm not saying that, but like I don't have a like as a fan. Like you know, you have fans of fighter. You're a fan of fighters. I'm not a fan of Daniel Cormier. Right. So that part, but I think this guy's been put through the ringer because mm-hmm. people attack him, saying you know, you know, you're not a real champ, and he loses. A, he loses to John Jones. He gets first time finishing his career by John Jones. You know what I'm saying? Yeah. That's that's the heartbreak part of the side. He just bought beat Vulcan. He beat the number one contender. Mm-hmm. So I believe that technically he has the belt. But I think if John comes back, I think I'm with you. He needs to have fight for the belt automatically. What or I think, he's a champ and they unify I think the DC should just give him the belt back and be like, guess what? I'll, I'll be your first challenger. I think that that's would be, a respectful That would be move. pretty awesome. I, but I don't know if he has to do that. I don't think he should He have doesn't to. have to, but wouldn't you want to in that situation? I think that he should say, let's fight for the belt. Because I think DC is technically the champion. Because if if there was, let's say there's an unsung champion, right? So technically DC was the he was a loser. He's number one. He fights Vulcan. That's number two. Right. Right. Because John Jones is technically out of commission. Right. So, so look right at now this is he like has an intern. Belt. Intern that's belt. what I'm saying. Right. He's a real champion. You give him the belt back. You let him keep the belt. He's the real champion. You just unify. You don't have to call it the intern. Just say let's unify the belt. Yeah. You know what I'm saying? For the unified... It's just one of those situations, right? That That's what I think. I think to respect, to show respect to DC, because he's been through a lot. Like That mm-hmm. sucks what he's been through. You know what I'm saying? Oh, yeah. To say, we're going to... You're the champ. It's not the answer. You're the champ, but so is John Jones the champ. Right. So we're going to unify the belt for the undefeated, undisputed champion. Yeah. Boom. Why not? Done over even Steven Would over. DC take the fight, though? He has to take the fight. He has to. Really? If he doesn't take the fight... Because he just announced his retirement next March. He's not going to be fighting past 40, he said. I know, and he's 38. So that's fair, but if he wants the belt... No, he's 39 now. Is he 39? Okay, if he wants to... No, he's 38 now. He's 39 in March, and then March 2019, he's 40. So that's... that's, I'm with him. That's brilliant. He doesn't need to be fighting anymore. So does he try it once more? Yes. Why not? He needs... For him to have... For his sanity... For him, he needs to he needs to close the book on that page. Win, lose, or draw. Yeah, I think he deserves it. He it owes it to him. I I don't see the outcome changing. Mm-hmm. You know what I'm saying? But I think he, I think if anybody can do it, it can be him. Right. And he proved it what he did to Vulcan. You know what I'm saying? Yeah. But then again, at Vulcan, no one is like John Jones. No. 
no one has ever been like John Jones. John Jones, if John Jones wasn't such a fucking dickhead outside of his personal life, he would be a bigger superstar than Conor McGregor is. Yeah, I think so too. Because of his, he is literally he could have been like a champion in both. I think this is what I how highly I think of John Jones. I think John Jones is the first guy that we've seen ever that can hold a belt in both weights and defend them both consistently. Mm-hmm. I that believe good? that's how good I think he is. Yeah, you know, I'm not even joking. Like I. I, I, I feel terrible for what he's got to hit him and his family have been through without question. I think a lot of it, uh, Mr. Jones, with all all the respect when I say this in the world, I know I might not know where you're coming or the pressure you're under, but I, I believe a lot of the problems have been caused in his career for, and caused by himself. Mm-hmm. You did it to yourself, bud. Yep. And I understand that you're young and I understand you want to enjoy. I'm not saying those things you got to be taken away, but I think that if you want to achieve your greatness, it's like anybody in life. You want to become great. You got to give it everything that you have, right? And you found success in even in your lowest points, and that's amazing. That's 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 a, a check mark to your your character and to who you are. But if you didn't fuck up so much in this, in, in regular life, mm-hmm. this wouldn't have happened, right? Exactly. You know, taking dick pills and. You know what I'm saying? Yeah. yeah. We got a call to make, so, brother. Uh, just uh, you're gonna give me this a sec. Uh, Joel's gonna take the mic. I'm gonna set up the the camera and everything to make this call. Yeah. And uh, get ready for this. Uh, get ready for uh, chance fortune. Yeah, I'm gonna yeah. let you take over while I stand up. All right, cool. We'll take over what? Just keep talking. <laughs> keep talking. Keep talking. We get a little uh, UFC 220 recap. Um. First fight off the card was uh, Rob Font and Thomas Almeida. I took Font in that one, I believe. Almeida, big Nick. I know that I got every fight right except for one, and that's the thing. That's the first one. Uh, yeah, I the Rob Font fight. Yeah. yeah, but yeah, what a surprise Rob Font was, man. He's I a, think I took Almeida. That's the one I took. Almeida. Yeah, yeah, you did. So you're wrong, but. You called it the all the uh, like all the other fights for sure, eh? Yeah, man. Yeah, um, man. But uh, hope everybody's doing uh, good out there. I'm not used to having the mic by myself here. I'm <laughs> not talking this much, but hope all right, uh, you make the call. You guys are all enjoying Roundhouse and uh, big things coming. Roundhouse MMA 101. Here we go. We're giving. Uh... Hello, sir. Chance! Hey, can you uh, see us all right, bud? Yeah, I got you guys both. Perfect. Awesome. Oh, okay. Awesome, man. Welcome to Roundhouse, buddy. Thank you. Good to be here. Hey, long day? A little bit, yeah. Yeah? Yeah, I, day. yeah. yeah I, I, I saw on your Instagram there you had, uh, what, a 16-hour day there. Was it today or yesterday? Okay. Uh, I work overnights, and um, but I'm interning now. This semester, I have to take an internship with a job that I want to hopefully get. Uh, and so, basically, I go from ten hours at my regular job to six hours at my internship, and then my full time training. So. Oh wow! That's that's insane, buddy. That's awesome, man. That's crazy. Yeah. Well, you see the bags under my eyes? I don't know. 
Yeah. It's well, all right, man. As long as you're doing what you love, that's the most important thing, right? That's exactly it. Just all means to an end, you know. For sure. Well, that's awesome, man. So you were you were training earlier uh, tonight, I guess, eh? Yeah, I pretty much trained from. I've gotten used to training from four thirty to eight thirty nine ish, depending on how the session goes. Um, I, I used to really hate having to like train it. Strength conditioning and go right into MMA. So I've always loved MMA. Yeah. Right. Um, I'm not used to it though. It's now it's not even a factor anymore. Nice. That's awesome. So just in case everybody doesn't know, we're talking to Chance Fortune, uh, an MMA uh, up and comer uh, who loves mixed martial arts, and uh, we reached out to him, you know, hoping that he'd come on the show, and he was gracious enough to be uh, one of our first uh, MMA guests, young fighter. Uh, I believe your amateur record is three and three, Chance. That's correct. Yeah, I'm three and three with um, hold on, I'm gonna turn my fan off. Yeah, no worries, um, buddy. I'm three and three with uh, three finishes in the first round, uh, two split decision losses, and my only other loss that wasn't a, was a was me getting finished was my uh, my debut fight. So, yeah. Hey, man, that's oh, all okay. right. That's hey, hey we, you got to start somewhere, right? So. Yeah, exactly. And it's not always about wins and losses, buddy. It's it's all the journey to get there, right? Everything's a lesson, you know. You you can you can lose and you can be really pissed off about it, um, or you can you know get up and do something about it. So I've improved every every loss that I've had. I've improved from that first loss, obviously, because I haven't been finished since then. So that's awesome. Right. Uh, that's awesome. Exactly. The two losses after that were both split decisions, controversial split decisions. So. Uh, I guess really tough guys uh, that were out of my weight class. So, um, yeah, I'm doing as far as when I have to compete in my own weight class. If my coach can keep me at 55, I do pretty well. My, you know, I want to fight bigger weight classes that I don't always do so hot. So Yeah. So you said you, uh, I talked to you the other day on the phone there, and you said you actually walk around at 185, 190? Yeah, my body seems to naturally gravitate towards 185 if I don't keep a really strict diet like I could go out I could eat real strict during the week and if I go out you know once a week and get a cheeseburger or a pizza my body just seems to want to like float to 185 always it's always been that way um huh. but now that I'm kind of I'm aware of that it doesn't really affect my weight cuts I'm just unaware of it so I I keep as clean as I can I still enjoy the occasional uh cheeseburger or actually in this case, um, tequila. <laughs> <laughs> that a boy. There you go, buddy. <laughs> but, uh, so, but yeah, I'm aware of it, and I know, you know, I can switch, make that switch, and you know, I'm going to do an eight-week fight camp, and by the end of the camp, I'll be at one, I'll be at one fifty-five again. So, so, I, so the start of the camp, you start out at your your normal walking weight, one eighty-five, let's say. Yeah. Yeah, and so by the time the fight comes, you're. You know, what, a week out, you're, what, 165, 170, or even lower? I'll walk, typically I will enter fight week on Sunday uh, at about 170. Oh, okay. Uh, That's all right. Yeah, I'll diet down about 15 pounds of, of, you know, just regular dieting, and then that last uh, 15 pounds is usually water weight. sweating out and I have a whole system that I use for that and it's kind of stuff I picked up in wrestling that's worked really well so I just kept doing it um, but 
Oh wow! Wow! Oh, that's good. So man. you cut a lot. Of, you're cutting a lot of water weight the last little bit, right? Yeah, about fifteen, about ten to fifteen pounds of water weight cut. Um, and typically in my gym, uh, we have fights coming up. My coach will increase the he increases the temperature in the gym, and I come in wearing layers, and I'll still do pad work, and I'll do a lot of uh, rolling jujitsu and wearing layers. And the temperature is usually about you know, 90 degrees in there. Sometimes it feels like. So wow, I'm wow. Sweat by the time you know, I get done with the session. Yeah. yeah, yeah. That's pretty cool. Wow, man. We're also looking at your. Uh, uh, we just printed out a bunch of stuff here, but uh, you're with the U.S. Army as well. Yeah, so you guys are Canadian, right? Yes. We okay, are, buddy. So, um, I don't know how familiar you are with our military system, but I think you guys have a reserve component of your own. We do, we do, yes. From the Canadians that I've worked with. Um, yeah, so I'm in the, yeah, I'm in the U.S. Army. Uh, I'm in the reserve component of the U.S. Army. Okay. So I enlisted when I was 17 out of high school. And um, I just finished my first six-year contract with them. Uh, actually, last Saturday, my first six-year contract ended. And... They suckered me into signing a second six-year contract. Um, wow. So I, yeah, so I'm in for six more, uh, and you know, which is fine. I like it. It's, it's something that I enjoy doing. Well, something that I enjoy doing, but it's getting to be a bit uh, precarious as I'm moving on into other things in my life. And yeah. I'm realizing that it's probably not going to be an avenue for much longer, but I still love it, and I'll never regret you know, that decision. Yeah, for sure. Absolutely. Wow, that's pretty. That's pretty intense. See, it, it's a little different here. We don't um, like even if we enlist here, it's not like yeah. even if you go onto the reserves, you can, yeah, you can you can get out of your contract even if it's a, a while. Because my uncle was in the in the Canadian Armed Forces and he was on reserve, and before his time, you can before especially if you're not training, you're not going in for like the scheduled stuff. He yeah. would, uh, so they, they, they parted ways, but he, they parted amicable. It's, it's Canada. We don't, uh, <laughs> it's not, uh, yeah, we're, it's, well, it's not even that. It's just that it's, uh, it's different the way that they do their system here. It's a lot different, right? Yeah, no, I mean, the U.S. government, you know, you sign a contract with that, but you're making a deal with the devil right there. So, and I love the army and I love, you know, I love my country, but. Absolutely. I love my government, so. <laughs> Yeah. No, wait, I totally, I totally understand what you're saying, where you're coming from. No, no, it's, yeah. you know what, hey, that's what we do. We talk about everything, buddy, so it's... We like to piss people off. <laughs> <laughs> there's, there's no avenues we don't discuss. Um, no, actually, I'll say this, though. Of the people that I've, uh, I've encountered uh, with other countries' militaries, um, I've encountered Norwegians. They're pretty awesome. Canadians are pretty cool. Canadians are probably some of my favorite people to work with. That's awesome, awesome man. Uh, so, yeah, you guys are pretty. Your guys' military is pretty legit. So, I appreciate. That's it. awesome, man. Yeah, thank you. Oh yeah, so uh, just taking a few uh, looks at a question here, man. Um, how did you get into fighting, actually? Sure. Combat sports. Um, I started in combat sports when I was in uh, elementary school, and I never took just team sports. I never took the football. I never. 
just couldn't afford it. So wrestling was pretty cheap. I had to show up with a shirt and a t-shirt and some shorts, and they gave me both of those things. So I wrestled from second grade all the way through uh, freshman in high school. Oh, wow. I wrestled my entire school career. Um, so that was my first introduction to combat sports. I loved wrestling. I wasn't super great at it, but I was definitely better at it than a lot of other things. Um, and so I got... I quit wrestling foolishly because I also was snowboarding at the same time and going to the wrestling meets took away from my snowboard time and my priorities weren't really straight. You know, wrestling was a lot harder than snowboarding. So I was like, I don't, don't want to do this. It's a really hard thing anymore. I'm going to go do you know, this thing right to kind of have fun. And so I got out of wrestling and I regret that decision so much. Uh, so then I got out of high school and I joined the Army. And in the Army, we have a combatives program that's based off of the Gracie Jiu-Jitsu system. Um, so I started doing that in the Army. Uh, we got like certified in four levels of certification, and I got certified through level one, which is very intro uh, introduction. But it got kind of got me hungry again. We're like, I want to do this more. Let's do this more. And I always wanted to be in Taekwondo and karate when I was growing up because I watched the Karate Kid uh, with my dad. Absolutely, yeah. yeah. Yeah, yeah. So your first fight was how long after your initial started, you know, your initial training? Wow. wow. I don't know how I did that. 
That must have been painful. I said that must have been very painful. said to him, I've gotten so much better, too. Like, I guess he's yeah, probably gotten better because of the loss, too. That's intense to start off a career like that, right? Sort my sort it out that way. I don't get wrapped up in their fucking craziness. 
first fight. Yeah. Well, especially for you coming, like, you're trying to build something, so everybody has something to prove, right? That's the idea, right? So you have to try to find your way through all the shit, basically, right? Because you want to get somewhere and people are in your way, right? say is your ultimate goal as far as mixed martial arts? So... How far you want to take this? You know, I'm still kind of figuring that out because I have never taken... I've never um, become... What's how I want to word this? I've never taken anything easily. I've always had to really scrape to be good at anything. And MMA is no different. There's guys who are coming to my gym who have been there for six weeks, or not six weeks, six months, and they're already catching up to me really fast. So it was kind of scary. And uh, it pisses me off also a little bit, you know, where I'm like, fuck, man, it took me a year to get this, you know, get that good. And the guys are already going after it. So I think with MMA, I have six fights. I need four more fights, and I need to win my next four fights so that I can turn pro, officially turn pro. Right. Um, and then at that point, honestly, I'm taking it fight by fight because I just need to see where I'm at with each fight that comes. I'd probably keep fighting twice a year. My coach, the guy I train under, he has he has he's also a uh, a manager. He's put guys in the UFC. He's put guys in Bellator. Um, I think he's got three of his guys that are fighting on the the, the Fedor uh, Frank Mir Bellator card. Uh-huh. Yeah, yeah. Uh, which is cool because that's only six hours away from where I live, so I might go to that show. Actually. Yeah, that's pretty. That's awesome. But, uh, yeah, so he, he has connections. He, he you know he has a way. As long as you have the skill, he can get you in you know in the shows. So it's kind of just taking it fight by fight, and seeing if I really have the if I have to go and trying to get that indication. You know, because training's not a factor. I'm going to train hard regardless. Right. Um, you know, so it really is fight by fight. If I really feel like I have the the skill to make it go for it, then I'll, I'll shoot for the stars, I guess. If I don't, well, then it's something that I do for fun that I love doing. And, uh, you know, I, I get a paycheck for it once a month. So, yeah, that's, that's kind of how I am about it. You know, right now, I'm not hedging my bets on the UFC because even if you look at the guys in the UFC, unless you're in, like, the top five, 
you're not making big money. You know, a lot of guys in the, in the lower rank, it is something that I think has changed for sure. Yeah. I think it's a little ridiculous that guys and the people and the biggest guys and girls and the biggest promotion in the world aren't getting compensated um, what they're worth. Right. So, and I try to tell guys that too in my gym. We're all about that. You know, UFC, I want to be the UFC. Just remember, like, UFC, don't expect to make that big money until you're, don't expect to make that Connor money. Because that's a suburb of. Don't expect to get one there and you're going to make millions of dollars. You know, you're going to make maybe, you're going to make maybe $2,500 a fight to start out with. And $2,500 three times a year is not going to, is not going to pay for your, you know, yeah. for anything. It's 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 interesting that you said it because that's a, that's a big topic we talk about on this show quite frequently, is that fighters in general have to sift through a lot of shit. Because I, I I pride myself into doing a lot of research when it comes to fighting. So does the Axe Man. We try to, and I see what fighters have to go through to get anything. And I think that the UFC is great and it's fantastic. I'm a fan, but also. For the guy who's trying to become something, it's the hardest thing in the world to do because they're not you're not recognized. Even if you fight on a UFC pay-per-view card and you fight on the prelims, you're still nobody. You're still not people are not tuning in, you know what I'm saying? And like you said, it's you're scrumming, you're 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 scraping up the pennies, right? And you train every day, you try to put in something that you love doing, but you're not it's hard to get compensation, and I agree. I believe that fighters I think there should be an outlet, a proper outlet. If guys want to come up, there's a way that they can help them. Or And I was hoping that the Reebok thing would have helped out with this, but obviously nobody likes that worse. thing, right? So Yeah, I made it worse, really. Um, it, you mean Reebok, you look at the amount of revenue that fighters lost because they can't have the, the logos on their shorts anymore. Um, absolutely. they're still yeah. not releasing those figures. It's crazy. No, no, that's absolutely crazy. Because uh, there's a fighter, I'm sure you know, like Brendan Schaub, I was, uh, did a bunch of, on him, he was making $100,000 in just, in, in just putting the stuff on his shorts and from sponsors, and he went from that to then wanting to give him $10,000. <laughs> yeah, he's, Brendan's been very outspoken about it, and luckily Brendan has, you know, fallen back on a lot of good stuff that he had, he had going for him anyway. Yeah, absolutely. Uh, a, lot of, a lot of fighters aren't in that situation, which I always tell guys, I'm like, you guys should have, if you guys do want to make the UFC, have something else kind of in the background that you're doing that you can make money on, you know, and monetize yourself in other ways because that UFC money's not going to be forever. You know, if you are making good money, it's he not just, forever. It's as long as you can physically fight. Well, that was my next question to you, is if you had another outlet, something else you do... That you wanted to do if if the fighting game doesn't work for you. Yeah, so um, I kind of mentioned earlier that I'm I'm going to obtain my uh, my bachelor's degree uh, this spring. Uh, my bachelor's degree is in writing and in media communication, right? So I'm actually the one thing that I have been good at my whole life. The only thing I've been good at my whole life is writing. For some reason, I just know how to put words together. Which is, you know, kind of a weird skill, but. It's, skill that God gave me, so I had worked on that in college, and I've started working on fiction writing more, and screenplays and stuff like that, so basically, I'm, I'm working in journalism now, which is kind of, as far as practical jobs, the best I can, I can get as a writer, um, 
Mm-hmm. Um, and I like putting my skills to use, but at the same time, I'm still writing, you know, my, my fiction on the side and stuff like that. Um, and if I ever get to the point where that can economically support me, then that'd be amazing. But, you know, if it doesn't, then I'm okay with journalism. Actually, MMA journalism would be pretty awesome. Yeah, that's <laughs> pretty cool. That's always a bonus, right? <laughs> That's awesome, man. Um, so we get back to the training there. So how many week, how many days a week do you actually train? So you got to so rest sometime. Sorry, but we're uncensored. We're all good. There's no rules, buddy. Yeah. Really well. It is a matter of if you can pull 
blend the two um, pieces together. But so that will go for about you know three hours, two two and a half, three hours um, during a camp when I don't have school, I don't have anything else going on. I try to add running into it. I run once a week or twice a week anyway, but I try to add more running into it. I try to add more um, swimming into it, just cardio activities and things that burn extra calories and also things to you know, increase my heart you know, my heart rate, my cardio as much as I possibly can. So on any given day, I'm probably training between four and five hours. Wow. wow. So That's weekend a little less. Weekends are a little more dedicated to recovery workouts so that I don't destroy my body. Right. So it's generally, it's, it's he's generally giving you a mix of striking, ground game. Now, is there something that you prefer? Is something that you enjoy more? I took to jiu-jitsu. I think, I think it's because of the wrestling. Um, I took to jiu-jitsu really quick. I am a big fan of jiu-jitsu. I'm a, I'm a big fan of jiu-jitsu as a martial art because I think it's an extremely effective martial art that doesn't require a lot of, um, doesn't require a lot of strength. No, absolutely. Because heavy guys, heavy guys do jujitsu quite well, right? Heavy, like mm-hmm. I like. Yeah, they can, but I mean, the part of the point of jujitsu. I mean, if you look at Brazilians, they're pretty small. They're little people. Yeah. Um, and so, when the art was created, the idea was that a smaller person could be a bigger person just by using technique. And so far, I've found that to be pretty true. Um, I was rolling with a guy a little bit ago who was at least two hundred fifty pounds. Yeah. Big dude. He's a big dude. Um, and I was able to, you know, control him pretty well. Just, just straight up jujitsu. Not really, you know, my heart rate was pretty low because I wasn't using any muscle mass, you know, any strength to control him. I was just using the holds and the techniques that are in the system. So that's the hardest thing to get through white belt heads. Is they, they think, especially the ones who come in like college athletes, they think that their, their athleticism and their strength is going to, carry them through a grappling match and they're perplexed when they're getting arm barred by somebody who seems weaker than them and but my heart rate's not even you know elevated because I'm not using my strength to manhandle them. I'm just using the technique and I'm letting them get themselves trapped. So I like jiu-jitsu for that reason because I think in a, in a striking match you can definitely develop yourself as a striker and control most people. But there's those people out there who they're crazy and they're going to come at you and they don't care you know yeah for sure that'd be a problem and so you get this swinging match with someone and they might catch you with a lucky shot on the jaw and you're going out yeah Um, Yeah. don't have to control that situation I like jujitsu because I can impose my will a lot easier in jujitsu than I can in um, striking do you train with uh, with a gi or without the gi both both so Yeah, for sure. I'm actually a big fan of jiu-jitsu, so, um, and it's something I'm looking to compete in in the future as well, so I, I keep the gi on. Plus, my coach is very strict, old-school jiu-jitsu guy. He's a black belt, um, and he's very strict about you need to train in the gi if you want to get your next belt. He's not a big fan of Eddie Bravo's 10th planet system. No, really, eh? Because they, they, they don't 
Yeah. And it kind of irritates him. He's like, you can't get a black belt. You know, you, you don't train the team. That's a very old school Gracie mindset, but that's the best way his lineage is, and so that's what he practices. Makes sense. Right? Yeah, it makes sense. Um, uh, what currently, what's your belt class right now? What are you? I'm two straight blue belts. That means I'm halfway to, so, okay, so within Jiu-Jitsu, there's white, blue, purple, brown, black. I'm halfway to my purple belt right now. Uh-huh. Um, and the guys I train with, they're all purple belts. And, well, I train with everybody, but I, the guys I prefer to roll with, and I have the most competitive roles with are the purple belts and the, the higher ranked blue belts and all that stuff. So, I'm, um, yeah, two stripe blue. So I've been doing jujitsu for almost three years since I started training. My coach is very strict about his his promotions. Uh-huh. Uh, so in jujitsu, there's things called belt factories where yeah. people just go and you know what I mean. Absolutely. No, no, it, it's so, true. I know that you could pay as how much you give yeah, them, like, and absolutely, yeah, yeah. Can, can I, I pay for a black belt? Not run a belt. So it's all, it's up to him, right? It's his art. It's like the art. He's training under his, his Sifu, his master, and he right. sees if he's fit to... Right? He sees if you're fit to reach the next level. Mm-hmm. Yeah, and he doesn't... He's very old school in that, like, don't don't ask about belt promotions. Don't ask when you're getting your next stripe. Don't don't even ask me about it. Yeah. Like, he doesn't like it. He wants you just to focus on your job. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Exactly. And you know what? That's where my mindset has shifted, where I'm like, okay, Right. And I can measure I, and I can measure that daily based on how I'm how I'm doing against your you know, your purple belts, your brown belts, the guy who I is kinda of sucking for me now because the guy who I that I actively roll with all the time is about to get his brown belt. And so maybe the pressure's even more on, like I'm like tell him like I gotta submit you before you get that brown belt because once you get that thing, it's just gonna be like this whole other you're gonna have this whole other mindset to you, I know it. And <laughs> so like Well, that's the beautiful art of jiu-jitsu, right? It's the beautiful yeah. science of it. He doesn't do any strength conditioning at all. He's a pro fighter as well, and he doesn't do any strength conditioning um, whatsoever. He doesn't really believe in it. His cardio is good. He runs a lot um, with a weight vest on us, but it's basically all he does. And then he just comes in and trains. Um, and he's he's good. He, his jiu-jitsu is mind-bendingly good because he doesn't, his heart rate never elevates any doesn't use any muscle at all. This doesn't have anything to use. So, um, <laughs> That's yeah, awesome. and I still can't beat him. And, and I'm trying my best to do everything to beat him, and I still can't beat him. Yeah. So. Wow. Hey, Chance, you want to talk about your uh, schedule uh, upcoming this year? Yeah, actually, um, I have more to talk about now because I just talked to the promoter, and we, we are working on a uh, fight for June. So, oh, wow. Like said, nice. When, when you guys, yeah, I was like, why do you got shows? And he goes, I got a show in, you know, uh, I got a show in February, February 3rd. Like, I can't do that one. Well, I got a show in March. I can't do that one. Well, I got a show in May. Like, when in May? He's like, maybe it'll do May. Uh, it's like May something. He's like my final speak or something like that. And I'm like, I can't do that one. It's like, I, I'm busy, really busy this spring. Like, I got a lot of shit going on. Um, he's like, well, what about June? June I can probably do. June I can probably make happen. And 
And so we're, we're working on something for June now at 155 pounds because I, I clearly am not cut out for the welterweight division. Um, so 155 will be where I'm at. And actually, we're, we're talking about maybe when I get my coach here talking about when I get uh, closer to turning pro, I'll probably drop it down to um, featherweight. So, wow. See wow. how that goes. How tall are you, uh, Chance? I'm 5'9". Yeah, so even as a lightweight, I'm, I'm facing guys who are, you know, six feet tall, pretty big dudes. Um, right. But lightweight, I, welterweight's just insane. Like, welterweight, the last guy I fought at welterweight, I, I fought to a decision. He was 200 pounds on fight day. Wow. He looked like Auschwitz on the scale. I, I woke up on Monday at 170. Uh-huh. And this guy looked like Auschwitz. The next day, he was just <laughs> filled out so he sucked so, big time, right? Wow. Uh, no, his striking was really good, but I just kept taking him down and controlling him on the ground. Mm-hmm. Um, but there were a couple times um, on the feet where I just couldn't, you know, he had, he had me on the reach, and so he was cornering me up against the cage, and I was ducking and weaving the best I could, but the judges were just like, nah, you're... They, they didn't like that I was I was doing more of the Wonder Boy Thompson style of fighting where I just got served on the outside. They didn't like that too much, so... They gave it to him um, in the decision, even though I took him down and controlled him for two rounds. But, you know, that's whatever. I'm not going to get into that. I'm, that's still... No, no, you know, it's, it's I understand because judging is a hard thing, especially because everybody wants people to stand in the middle of the ring and just throw silly punches. And it's it's entertaining for, for, the, for the fans and for the regular guy who doesn't watch every day. But when you love mixed martial arts... You, I have so much respect for a guy that can take somebody down and makes basically make him his bitch for the whole round. <laughs> like, if you can hold another grown-ass killer down, if you can do that for five minutes, you're a, you're a son of a bitch, you know what I'm saying? You're a savage, right? Oh, no, yeah. That's the... Are you guys familiar with, um, do you guys know who, he's kind of old school UFC, but he's, uh, do you guys know Brock Larson is? Yes. Yep. Brock Larson was cornering him. Oh, wow. Wow. I was one of Brock Larson's guys. <laughs> wow. Well, the thing is, uh, uh, so the thing is, especially in the, for you guys, there's so, the, MMA reaches every corner, right? Every star is that. So I'm sure you come across a lot of, uh, you come across a lot of that stuff, right? Ex-fighters or ex-guys that have been around somewhere, right? Especially, well, especially, yeah, especially, you know, um, in any region, um, but, you know, Minnesota, Wisconsin, um, the Midwest of the United States, you know who the big names in this, in this area are, obviously, Greg Nelson is um, one of the most well-known coaches, uh, he coached uh, Rose Namajunas back in the day, he coached, he used to coach Brock Lesnar, um, you know, so yeah, those yeah. are the names that kind of stick up, Brock Larson is a Minnesotan, so he you know, he lives on, he has a gym out two hours away from where I live. Uh, yeah, there's Dan, you know, uh, Ben Rothwell owns a gym uh, in Kenosha, Wisconsin. So, you know, yeah. the guys in the Midwest, especially, you cross paths a lot. And then if you go to the shows, you will cross paths and you will fly out for different shows. Right. So just to, add, just to touch, you, you, you were mentioning that you wanted to do like a, a, like a jiu-jitsu tournament. Is that what you were saying? Yeah, so we're, okay, so we're figuring this out now because my, like I said, my school semester is fucking nuts, and 
literally, I just started classes this this week, so now I'm realizing how nuts it's actually going to be. I still want to do the Pan American Jiu Jitsu Championship, which is one of the biggest. You know, aside from Abu Dhabi, it's one of the biggest tournaments. Yeah! Wow! Yeah. Uh, and it's obviously it's, it's not invite only, but it's you need certain permission to enter. You need to have like your the master of your association, the black third degree, fourth degree black belt, to sign off on your your entrance. Uh huh. he's giving some free compete. It's very political. And also for me to go out there, I'm driving, I'm flying from Minnesota to California, which is uh, all the way across the country. Yeah. So there's a financial aspect. So we're logistically working it out right now. If it does not, like I already have permission to do it, we're logistically working out the time, the time frame. If my schedule is going to allow me to do it, because I'll be out there for a whole week, which, you know, when you're a student, a whole week is a long time to be gone. Yeah, absolutely. Um, So what do you think of, because uh, I remember you, you you mentioned your coach doesn't like Eddie Bravo that much, but what do you think of his uh, his EBI, the Eddie Bravo Invitational? I, I love, yeah, I'm a huge, it's still me and my coach blood heads on this because I'm a huge EBI fan. Um, ADCC, you know, Abu Dhabi doesn't do anything production, stuff like that. They don't, they film it, but then you gotta like go on like a, a special website to watch. The yeah, matches. it's insane, yeah. I believe it was both. Yeah, I think you're right. Yeah, the Donaher guys are pretty fan. I was going to ask you about what you thought about John Donaher's death squad. They're pretty insane. Absolutely, it's insane. Yeah, that that guy is a perfect storm of hard work and natural talent. <laughs> yeah, absolutely. So I'm a big Gary Tonin fan myself as well. I like that kid is another guy. It, I like the, what they do with leg locks itself is pretty insane. It's, it's pretty insane. Just yeah, there. Well, 
Well, there's a lot of there's a lot of guys that a lot of people don't know about, and when you watch that, you get to appreciate it to another level. Because I like what Eddie Bravo also doing with the palm strikes now, like the striking. He's gonna add that that section, but not full fist, but a little bit of contact. It's it's nice, right? Isn't that that famous quote from? Sorry, there's that. No. Absolutely, I hear you. Absolutely. Well, there's that famous Gracie quote: "Quote where you can uh, you could be a black belt, but when you when you get punched in the face, you become a blue belt, and when you get punched in the face again, you become right." <laughs> oh, it sucks. It's, I've been in that position where it's the last guy I fought. You know, Brock Larson was in his corner. He's a blue. The last guy I fought is a blue belt under Brock Larson, so he knew some jujitsu. Even though I was the better jujitsu guy and I was able to control him, he knew enough to stay alive. Where I tried to control, I could have finished him in that first round, but he, because I had his back, and he stood up, and I, you know, got my 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 body triangle in, and I was trying to choke him out and get my arm around his throat, and he was clamping down on my arm, keeping me in the glove, was preventing me from pulling my arm out, and so I couldn't get my arm around his throat, and I could hear because I was on his side of the cage like hear Brock Larson yelling instructions to him and I was pissed off because he was actually listening to Brock Larson I was like god damn it let's do his fucking corner wow that's insane that's, know, that's awesome yeah a little pissed off there's a funny photo of me of me on his back while he's standing up now on the internet so <laughs> can you tell us another maybe a, a funny MMA story It's always when you put, get put on the spot. That's always how it works yeah, out. Right? This was on the list. Oh, that's not a good one. I'm trying to think of a good one, a really good. Um, okay, yeah, I have one. It's kind of funny. It was, it was more or less me being kind of a dickhead, and I regret it a little bit. But my coach has actually scolded me for this on numerous occasions. He he was fucking with me about this for like a year after I told him the story. Um, one of my it was the kickboxing match where I destroyed the guy really quick, and um, he came up to me at the bar after the fight. He's like, "What are you? Like, How often you train or some shit like that?" So, you know, I train. You know, like I train every night. You know, I do kickboxing every night. And I was, oh, cool. I drink every night. <laughs> like, awesome. And that's why you lost the fight. And then I walked away. <laughs> and I told my coach that. My coach was like, "Are you fucking kidding me, dude?" I'm like, "What?" Like, I was being weird. Like, you need to be more, you know, you need to be more humble, and you need to be a martial artist first, and, you know, that kind of attitude is just not cool, and I'm like, sorry, I didn't know. You know, I was super, I was still a white belt and everything. Yeah. But it's funny that you say that. How important do you think that is as a fighter, to have the chip on your shoulder? Do you think it's important to have that? Yeah, it definitely is. You need to stay hungry. Um, I think there's different degrees of having a chip on your shoulder. Uh, I think... Obviously, there's different. Everybody has something different. Some people want to prove. Everybody feels. Some people feel like they need to prove everybody you know, wrong, which I think was kind of my thing for a while there. Where sorry, I'm moving around a little bit. Where I felt like I needed to. Um, I had a lot of people when I was growing up who, who you know didn't really care for me as a person, and I, to their credit, you know, to their defense, I was kind of a piece of shit. Um, even when I was you know younger in the military, I was kind of a little cocky asshole. I didn't deserve to be cocky because I was a little, kind of a punk. But um, once I started training, I 
this like thing in my mind. I'm like, I'm gonna prove you know all my fucking doubters wrong. I'm gonna show them I can do this. I've since done that, and now I'm at a kind of point where like I don't really have anything to prove. I keep a chip on my shoulder in that I feel like I'm representing more than myself when I fight. I'm representing my coach. I'm representing my gym. I'm representing my art, which is jujitsu. Even though I know how to kickbox, and I'm not you know a shitty kickboxer by any means. I, I'm known as the jiu-jitsu guy when I fight, so I feel like I kind of carry that on my shoulder, uh, and I, I kind of pride myself on being that guy who's like, yeah, you know I'm going to try and take, you know, you know that my game plan is to take you down. I'm going to do it anyways. You know, you can, you can try to defend it all you want, like, I'm going to take you down. Absolutely. Uh, so mm-hmm. that's kind of, I walk into fights with that mindset of like, yeah, they know what I'm going to do, and they're going to try to defend it, but they're still going to do it. Um, so, yeah, that's kind of where I guess I, I and then, okay, yeah, and there's the military side of it too, where my last show that I fought on was actually for, uh, it was Veterans Day here in America, I'm not sure what you guys have in Canada, but um, we have a, a Veterans Day in America where we celebrate our our military, and um, th- that was when I was fighting, so I was like, well, now I'm really, you know, we're, there's guys, there's old veterans in the audience, and I'm you know, representing the army, you know, when they put me on the poster, they, they actually, like, had my military unit under my name, and I'm like, now I'm representing my whole fucking organization, so now I really need to do well. Uh-huh. Um, so, there's, there's stuff like that, too. I feel like I represent the military when I fight as well. For sure, and you should be proud, man. Like, seriously. Absolutely. So, I'm, I'm taking with, uh, I'm taking that your favorite MMA fighter is probably a, a jiu-jitsu guy? Sambo. Uh, Oleg Tekara. I was going to say Oleg because it because I haven't heard of a Sambo guy. Or is it Arlovsky's a Sambo guy? Oh, is he? I didn't know that. I like Arlovsky, but no, that's not what I'm thinking. Um, Give us a hint, man. We like trivia. If we'll do a little trivia, he's the, he's the best lightweight in the world. Let's say that. The best lightweight in the world. Oh, I know who this is. Habib. Is it Habib? Khabib? Khabib? Yeah, yeah, the Russian bear. He's a savage, that kid. He's a savage, man. Okay, so, so what What about him and Tony? What, what's your... Uh... <laughs> um, okay, so I think Khabib just... He, I mean, he just outstruck one of the best strikers in the lightweight division. Uh, Tony's good, but Tony, I think, relies too much on being spontaneous. And yeah. that works for some, that works for some people. That works for people who that spontaneous fighting style. I think that works for people who are very like they're very traditional in their striking style. They're very you know point, they're very upright Muay Thai leg kick you know combo. They're gonna be more like a like Eddie Alvarez or a, a Rafael dos Anjos. Okay, yeah. They're very traditional striking styles. That, that spontaneous nature works really well against them. But Khabib is not a traditional striker. Khabib is a fucking animal when he, when he strikes. So he doesn't really give a shit about, you know, being these perfect combos. He just comes right after you. Yeah, and absolutely. really only leads to an end. He's just trying to close the distance to take you down. Uh, do you think so, that Ferguson's a bit better on his back than most guys that he fought, that Khabib has fought? Uh, he, he definitely is. 
Because he's like he's that grinder, yeah. Yeah. Because his top pressure is just so good. So he, I would not want to be on even if you're even if you're really good on your back. You know, and you've got your Eddie Bravo rubber guard all on lockdown. You know, like, yeah. <laughs> Absolutely. No, no. I hear you. Yeah, for sure. That's I one of those. Think, You think Ferguson can take him down? Hell no. I don't know why he would want to. Let me put Khabib on his back. That yeah. would be interesting. I've never seen anybody do that, so that could be interesting. I think that's 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 I think that's what they're going to aim to do. I really do. I don't think Khabib has a lot. He, he's such an offensive fighter. I don't think he does well on his yeah. back, but I think it's hard to get him on his back. It's not because we've never seen him on his back. For sure. No, no, I don't, not in the UFC, that's for sure. Maybe in the training sessions, but not in the UFC. Uh, yeah, well, he, I mean, he grapples against Luke Rockbolt, who's a jiu-jitsu black belt and a, and a middleweight. Absolutely. And then he's got, he's then got, he got Daniel Cormier, for sure. He's picking him up and slamming him, so. Yeah. <laughs> what does that tell you? Well, I think I think that Rockwell definitely can do that against Romero. I think he's got the skills to do it. Uh, there's a lot of questions I have for Romero that I've always had. Uh, there's a saying we do on the show that he's been known to be on the Jehus, <laughs> you know. So yeah, exactly, right. Oh, I despise that fight. Oh, yeah, because as a huge cheater, that that was a huge. It was just it was very vexing as a fan. I'm with you a thousand percent. And you know what? I get it. Kennedy Kennedy rubs a lot of people the wrong way because he's very outspoken with what he believes in. He's very passionate about what he believes in. Um, that pisses a lot of people off. But you know what? The dude is a tough motherfucker. And Absolutely. He, he took a beating from Romero in that first round. He came back. Yeah. For sure. No, that was he got beat the fuck up for sure. Going, sorry, but go ahead. Sorry. No, I, I bought the pay per view. I set it up in our we had an entertainment area. I set it up on the big screen. I said, like, Everybody is, you know, Tim Kennedy's fighting. And, you know, of course, Tim Kennedy's a military favorite. Absolutely. Everybody, you know, everybody wants to see Tim Kennedy fight when it's in the military. And so everybody's like, Yeah, let's go see Tim Kennedy fight. 
first we were like, fuck, you know, he took, he took Gashlow down and was manhandling him like he always does. And, um, and then something just happened. And, you know, I played, you know, listened to interviews and found out kind of what that may have been. But either way, you know, he just he got tired. He was like, fuck, Kennedy doesn't get tired. Kennedy never gets tired. Exactly. No. And he got really tired. No, no, but Gaslin has a history. Like, he can't make weight, and then, you know, he gets lucky, and he gets a fight that he shouldn't get, you know? He's... Yeah, yeah it, was, it would just piss me off, because I'm like, Kennedy is an ultra-disciplined, ultra-disciplined person, versus somebody who isn't nearly as disciplined. It just seems like Kennedy's the obvious win. Absolutely. And shake out that way. And part of that's the age, part of that's Kennedy's age, part of that's the fact that he, he had to stay in fight camp, you know, he had to stay at that weight for an extended period of time when he does not, he's nowhere near that weight, that definitely plays a factor, but, right. alright, you know, there's a lot of factors that went into that, but, you know, he also was off for two years where he probably shouldn't have been if he really was serious about fighting, which, you know, we obviously know he's not anymore, but. Absolutely, right, and it happens, I think, with a lot of fighters that, you know, and that was a special card for him too, right? So, you take that fight yeah, thinking... Sorry. Yeah, no worries. I think it would a little bit better for him, but that was, yeah, that was a card that, you know, I don't know. It was not the way I wanted to see him go out, but whatever. Yeah, it happens, right? Yeah. If, if you'd asked me, if he was still competing... You ask my favorite fighter is it with Kennedy? Not not necessarily based on skill, which he has. I mean, he has grappler. He's amazing as a grappler. Uh, but you know, just personality wise, I have always admired him for his work ethic. Absolutely. So, I, I well, actually, I'm a big. I was a big Tim Kennedy fan. I, I enjoyed watching him. I enjoyed his his banter. His the comp like the he brought a lot of cool stuff to like before a fight and how he talks. And he's very eloquent how he speaks. So he's one of those those cool fighters when he does that. Mm-hmm. So I enjoyed that part. Mm-hmm. Yeah. I still follow him on social media. He's still doing cool stuff. He's at oh. the hot show right now. I think, he, I think just today he broke the world record for most hands smashed by an elbow. Wow. At, <laughs> at the Las Vegas show. I do believe that happened today. That's nuts. That's crazy. <laughs> yeah, I, I follow him still as well. He does, he does some cool shit on. I like his Instagram stuff. It's really good. No, oh, his yeah, his Instagram is amazing. Him and a few other people. I just yeah, you, you're talking. We're talking about like people who are inspiring. Kennedy's definitely most guys. So, like you have his anything of his in your feed, and you see what he's doing. You're like, oh, I should probably, <laughs> I should probably go for a run. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> no, you said it exactly right. For me, Tim Kennedy's always been that guy that like if. Earth were to send a man out into another galaxy and say, this is a man from this planet. Tim Kennedy is that guy, I think. Yeah, absolutely. Because he's, he's the total package. Well, I know that Randy Couture kind of has that name, the, the, the Captain America, but I really think that that's a name that should have been to Tim Kennedy. I really do. Because that guy is like, he's that all-American boy, like that guy yeah. that... That blue grass, like that that guy, but he's a, he he's also a savage, you know. Yeah. Mm-hmm. He's, a savage, he's a savage gentleman, you know. If you want to put a label on it, he's a savage gentleman. Yeah, absolutely. Um, dude, dude's 
down and he's yeah, you could put him in a fucking little rocket ship and shoot him off some alien planet. <laughs> that's what I'm saying. They'll probably take it over. So let me direct some stuff. I know we're, we're... See, that's what we do here. We go all over the place. Uh, what I know, Since that you, you really enjoy the jiu-jitsu aspect, what's your bread and butter? What's your, uh, what's your go-to move? Your submission. Um, Exactly what it is, where you mm-hmm. bring your the leg up behind your, your behind the arm and, and you bring them forward. I know exactly what that. Yeah. Well, that move I catch guys with that move all the time because they they was some reason they forget about it. I don't know why. Um, stuff that I'm working on right now. I'm working on my heel hook game right now. I'm trying to get a little bit better at that. It's kind of bullshit because as a blue belt, I'm not really allowed to heel hook people in tournaments. Um, that, uh-huh. That's prohibited. Well, that's the crazy thing about about jujitsu, right? Like, there's a whole stigmata with the with the with the leg locks and heel hooks, right? Yeah. But why would you why would you ignore fifty percent of the body? Right. Exactly. <laughs> <laughs> that's uh, that's fantastic. But that's the quote from um, what's his name? Rogan's podcast. No, no. But that's the fighter, the other guy that fought with Tito Ortiz. I can't remember his name right now. Dean Dean Lister. Dean Lister. Thank Lister, you. That's yeah. it. Yeah. That's fantastic, right? <laughs> yeah. Hmm. Dean Lister's a pretty cool cat, too. One of his, I follow one of his black belts on, on Instagram. And I listen to his podcast. Uh, I listen to Jocko Willink all the time. And uh, he doesn't compete in MMA, but he corners sometimes. And he's a jiu-jitsu black belt. He has his own podcast. He was on Rogan, I think, a couple times. And then his podcast is really interesting. And they talk about jiu-jitsu, and it's pretty cool. But... And he's an ABCL, so he's also kind of like that Santa. Tim Kennedy was on his podcast. It was like a perfect storm for right? me. <laughs> <laughs> Dude, my favorite Instagram personality is in one show. There you That's go. awesome. <laughs> so, one's an ABCL, one's a Green Beret, so this should be interesting. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> That's awesome. So, Chance, you, um, you just want to shout out maybe your gym and maybe some of the... Uh, the guys you train with? I would absolutely love to. So my gym is uh, energy center, so I train at a few different gyms, so I'm going to shut them all out. Absolutely. Uh, the, the core gym that I train at, my home camp, my my, my family is inner strength martial arts. That's very Uh I train with the guys I'm actively training with right now. 
addition to Cannibal Meyer, who is that purple belt that I mentioned earlier, um, is an amazing professional fighter. Um, Nick, Nick the Isabella Fastina, pretty awesome pro fighter. Uh, Jeff Olsen, pretty awesome up-and-coming amateur. Uh, he hasn't fought for a while, but I think he's ready to come back. And the dude is just naturally skilled, so seeing him fighting will be amazing. Um, I'm trying to think of anybody off the top of my head who's actually competing. We got a lot of people in our gym. I'm trying to think of the ones who are really notable. Obviously, my coach, uh, Robert Morodic, the, the fearless GOAT, who 11-3 is a professional fighter. Um, awesome. awesome guy. And, and, that, that's uh, a pretty cool nickname, the fearless goat. I like that. Yeah, <laughs> yeah, he has a goat, he has a goat goatee as well, so it works out perfectly. I actually, our shirts. I wasn't, I was gonna wear one on the show, but I, I, I opted for comfort as opposed to fashion today. <laughs> um, but his, his t-shirts, we have, you know, he has the, the, the bat or the ram on his shirts and all his logos. So if you ever actually watch my Instagram, you'll probably see that the ram some of my photos. But uh, um, in addition to that, I will shout out. Impact Sports Training, which is where I, I uh, strength conditioning, and I do that under uh, uh, three different Willis, who is the fittest man in Minnesota. Sorry, say that name again, Chance. So we. Yeah, uh... I like this guy because he's Canadian. He, he moved out here from Thunder Bay. Um, Brendan Willis. Okay, yep. Yeah. He won fittest man in Minnesota. He, off, he competes at the CrossFit Regionals every year. Um, pretty, I mean, the guy's a stud athlete. He's a big MMA fan himself, so when he gets trained, he really likes it, I think. Um, or maybe he really hates it, and that's why he, he makes me do a lot of shit that I don't want to do. <laughs> <laughs> uh, uh, Alex, Alex Ture is another coach over there. He's actually the one who helps me with my diet leading up to fights. Um, and then the, the owner of the facility, uh, Chris Bell, who is, I, think, believe, I believe he's studying to get his doctorate in exercise science right now, so pretty qualified guys there and then additionally um i'm bringing them into my team now so i mean i'll shout them out anyway i haven't really trained too much yet but they're they're gonna be on my team for my next fight um joe lorenzi is a boxing coach here in here in the area and he runs a pretty awesome pretty awesome gym and i've gone over there and worked with him a couple times and he's invited me to, to come and train with him and i'm looking to work on my boxing um i feel it's kind of where my game's a little weak, so I'll, I want to work on that. And he's a good guy that helped me do it. I watched some of his guys compete in the main. They're getting knockouts pretty easily, so they're, they're studs. Awesome. That's great, man. So, so that pretty much, buddy, yeah. Oh, that's awesome. Do you want to, so, and your Instagram, bud, is Chance Fortune MMA? That's correct, yeah. Um, maybe something can change. I'll see about dropping the MMA and being Chance Fortune. So I'm, I'm a lot more than. Just MMA, I do a lot of stuff, but for now, that's what it is. Great, yeah, so definitely follow Chance on Instagram, guys. Hit him up. <laughs> hey, we got a uh, shot of whiskey here poured. I don't know about you on your end. You have anything? Uh... I uh, well, I don't like shooting scotch. Scotch is something that I like. To do. So the problem with the scotch that I have here is my girlfriend and I bought it together, and she's not here right now, and so I'm technically not allowed to drink the scotch, and she's not here. That's, that's our thing. Fair enough. Fair <laughs> enough. I did. Uh, I did pour this tequila, and I've been sipping on it. But I will, I will pound it real quick with you guys if you'd like. Yeah, all right. Sounds, sounds good, man. Hey, Chance. Thanks a lot again for being on the show. It's been a pleasure, man. You've been awesome. Yeah, but we really appreciate it. Thanks uh, for taking the time out of your uh, busy schedule and giving us uh, 
some time to shoot the shit. We appreciate it. Cheers, buddy. Cheers, buddy. Thank you. So what do you got in there? Tequila? Like a little, uh... Oh, you know what? This might be a good, uh, little segue for me to plug my, 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 plug my sponsor real quick. Yeah, yeah absolutely, sure. buddy. Absolutely. Um, so, I, yeah, I have, I mixed up, um, so I'm sponsored by a company called Strike Force Energy. And, uh, I, they, it's an energy drink, um, because I'm very tired and I drink a lot of caffeine. Uh, <laughs> and so that's perfect. So I, I mixed some, you know, I don't know, like three, I don't know, like maybe a cup of tequila in my big tumbler last year. Nice. Some water, and I dropped one of these, uh, one of these strike force packets in there, which I had this yellow, but I dropped orange in there because I figured that'd go better with tequila. <laughs> and, um, yeah, so that's what I've been sipping on. I don't really know what you'd call that. It's just tequila and strike force. So, <laughs> uh, Is that a boy? <laughs> <laughs> that's all right, man. That's all right. Yeah. Well, we're definitely going to be uh, following you, Chance, uh, in the next couple months, man. We definitely want to know about your fight in June if that's going on. So definitely keep in touch with us. We're going to keep in touch with you. And, yeah, and if we can do anything, but I know we are we, we have a small fan base. It's growing, but if we can help out any way, well, well we're definitely down. We. Yeah, thanks, Sounds buddy. Good, we man. appreciate it. Thanks for your time again, bud. Everybody, Chance Fortune. Follow him on Instagram. Hit him up. Uh, sponsors, if you want to sponsor them, man, hit him up. I think you have something on your Instagram. If they want to contact you, they can. Right? Yep. yep. Any down there. Yeah, so hit him up. Give him a contact. Get, shoot him a message. Uh, Jolly Ranchers, Jolly, <laughs> they unofficially sponsor us, so let's sponsor him, too. <laughs> No, no, it's an it's inside, it's, just, it's a mess, it's inside joke, because we love the candy so much, right? I'll have to go back and listen to earlier episodes, and I'll figure it out. Alright, buddy, thanks again for your time, we appreciate it, man. Thanks again, Chance. Good luck, stay in touch. Ciao, buddy. Yeah, definitely. Yeah, I got it. You good, man. Chance Fortune, everybody! Yes! Sonic wow. that was awesome! Man, I was nervous at the start there. I was, like, fumbling my words a bit, but, man, that was good. No, that was awesome, man. What a great interview. That was fun. That was a lot of fun. I kind of hijacked it on, on my man a little bit. I didn't need to do that, bro. I just realized... Oh, it's okay. I'm getting used to it these days. <laughs> oh, that hurt! That hurts, sorry, brother. No, you know what, man? It's just getting, you know, getting the first one out of the way. And yeah, uh, yeah. I just got a little giddy there, and I just turned to a little school. But thanks again, Chance, buddy. We really did appreciate that. That was awesome. Wow, that was fun, man. That was a lot of fun. I that was, that. man. We appreciate that taking the time out of your bit. That guy, crazy schedule, man. Wow, wow, dude. I would drop like a fucking fly in the gym. That's impressive, man. That's, that's I'm like, a- now I'm gonna chill over here on the side. <laughs> uh, I've already had fucking a 12-hour day, so I'm good. That's nuts, man. That is just... Uh, See that training schedule? Like, seven days a week? Wow, man. Well, I think I think he's got, like, a, a good head on his shoulders, and it sounds like he 
he's got some goals he's aiming for. You know what I'm saying? Yeah, That's pretty definitely. awesome. That was good whiskey too. Shit. Man. Yeah. That was, what, what was that? That was. We uh, never got. To, I don't think we drank it yet on the show. That this is the first time. Crown Royal Reserve. Canadian whiskey. Mm, whew, that was good. That was Smooth delicious. Like butter, man. Oh man. Oh, you mind if I sleep over tonight? <laughs> <laughs> sure, buddy. You got it's snowing out, isn't it? No, no, not. <laughs> my man's got a little some some creeping out of him. <laughs> You know what? I didn't get to do a shot last week, so I, I want to make up for it. Do it. I feel a hundred times better than fucking ass piss from hell last week. But you, you sure pushed. We should have got him to get a picture. We should have got. We should have. I told you. Oh well. It's all right. You know what? Oh, he did. Of your logo, we'll send him a pic. Nice. That's awesome. Yeah. Uh What a stud, though, eh? What a great guy. Actually, we said Ash. I'm gonna if he wants us to put put a picture up because we're gonna use it for the artwork, right? Yeah, so, yeah, yeah. It'll be in the artwork. For yeah, sure. it'll be in the artwork for sure. Uh, so let's. Uh, how about with this? We'll jump into the fights and do some recapping. Yeah, let's get down and dirty because I'm yes. like I'm I'm jonesing to talk about fights. All right. Uh, let's. How about we hit the Bellator card up first before we get into? Well, I started with uh, the UFC, I know, but, but let's go to but Bellator. Let's just, I, we, we talked about it quickly. We'll just jump to Bellator. There's only two fights we really want to talk about Bellator. Right. Right. We want to talk first. Let's talk about. Uh, we talked a little bit about it already, uh, outside of the show because uh, we went to go celebrate it. We had a nice dinner at the keg. We fucking murdered some steak. Oh my god! Why do you want to talk about food now? Because bro, we always talk about. So food. now, we're, now we're not even going to talk about Bellator. Now we're going to talk about that fucking dinner that we had at the keg. Bro, that was just a beautiful dinner. That was one of the best dinners. I'm mentioning dinner because we talked a little bit about the fights in the dinner time. It was just fun. It's nice to get get out with your bu- buddy. Me and Joel see each other for most of the time. Me and the X Men see ninety percent. Ninety percent of the time we see each other is during the show. So it was nice to go outside because we haven't done it in a while. This was a big ten percent, though. Yeah, but this is a nice ten percent. This, <laughs> this is was fun, nice, man. We, yeah. I, I enjoy, bro. I'm telling you that that made that made that Sunday even better, man. It was just a perfect Sunday. We had a good time. We shot the shit. We laughed, and there was marvelous food. It was that fucking escar goal was like. Oh, what was that? What was in that? <laughs> a little bit of heaven and a little bit of heaven. I tell you, that waiter, he was one of the, the best, best waiters. I wish I fucking could remember his name. He was outstanding. He was the best waiter I've ever had. You guys anywhere. gotta go to the. If you guys are in the Brampton area, you gotta go to the keg on Beauvard and uh, what's it? Beauvard and Highway Ten? No, is that no that? Highway no. Ten and uh, Beauvard. 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 Yeah, it's on Gillingham. Gilling- I think. The best fucking service we had. That guy was the greatest fucking waiter, man. And the food was just dynamite. Unbelievable. The best. I couldn't believe how good it was. It was just so much. And it was just good old time. We just had fucking shoot the shit, talked about fights. It was a good chance because I actually got to sit down with your girlfriend and talk with her. It was fun. It was nice. So she went to the bathroom when I started bad mouthing you. No, you know what, man? What a lovely lady, man, Thanks, she is. Lady. So that's uh, no, so I'm happy not... for you, buddy. And uh, what okay. a great dinner, man. Anytime you want to take me again, I'm in. Well, hey, but you know what? I was it was I was an honor, bro. I'm taking you next time. It was my brother. It was it was the Axe Man's birthday. We had a fucking ball. I wouldn't have. That was set up so perfectly, bro. It was just a, it was just so much fun. Like I just had a fucking great time. Yeah, and the oh, food no. was like fucking. It was like you had a, we had a Sunday with three cherries on top, dude. Even the bread was good. Fuck, I know, what right? What place do you know where they serve bread? <laughs> that you can just go in and eat bread and have a beer. That was all oh, that fucking <laughs> that uh, steam. What was a steam whistle on top? Cream, yeah, cream Oh my oh. goodness! 
Fresh. My fresh goodness. Woo! <laughs> so we were got to talk about the fights a little bit there. So <laughs> that's what we're... <laughs> you can't hit it up. Why we can't start with food. No, we got to recap everything. All right. So Rory Douglas Lima. Now, the Rory fight was phenomenal. That kid, Douglas Lima, I, like the UFC... Now, I, I know Bellator is... I, I think Bellator is getting to that stage. They deserve, like, the recognition. Yeah. But that kid, Lima, is a superstar. Definitely. That fucking kid, you could put him up against any of the motherfucking welterweights in the UFC, and he can fucking destroy them, I believe. I know that kid, he lost by a fucking... By a fucking pubic hair. <laughs> he fucking just lost by a hair. I thought it came rounded... Down to round five. That was yeah. it. Four and five, I think Rory put the... It would be him, the Rory Lima show. was winning that fight up until like the end of the fourth round. And then oh, it was yeah. just like, okay, this is a toss-up. So I'm just like, I'm going to judge this fight on the fifth round. The problem is that fight was so close for four rounds. Yeah. That's the problem. And uh, I, I believe you should destroy the champ. Not beat the champ. Destroy the champ to get... You know what I'm saying? That's just a burnt... Mm-hmm. Now, they gave it to Rory... Rory got beat the fuck up. Like, he got beat up so bad. Like, another gurney. Like, he was on a gurney on the way to the hospital. Every pitcher like, after a fight. His fucking other. leg looked like there was two rats in him. You know, they say you get a mouse, a fucking mouse on your, under your, uh, a knot. He didn't get a fucking rat living on that fucking leg. That thing was huge. His leg was fucking... He looked like Batista fucking beat him up with a baseball bat. Absolutely. Just that one that spot fucking, on the leg. That's insanity, man. Uh, I don't know. I don't... I, I'll be honest. After that fight... I don't know how many fights he can take like that. Because his last fucking three fights have been like... Or, or no. Sorry. His last... Out of his last three fights, two of them have been like that? Well, he well, beat four up Daly fights. pretty... He beat up Daly. Daly. That's why I said four fights. Or five fights. But his Lawler fights. The two Lawler, he didn't... Okay, so two against Lawler, he got... He fucking got beat up in those both those fights. Then you have the fight against uh, Wonderboy that he didn't get beat up that bad. It was a point fight. And then you have... He did well against Daly. He beat the fuck out of him. Mm-hmm. But Daly's a toss-up. He's not Lima. Yeah. And you Lima proved it. You know what I'm yeah. saying? There was a so, point in that fight that I... I'm like, if Rory doesn't do something right now, Lima's going to win this. Lima's going to defend this title. But then Rory just, as soon as I thought that, Rory came storming back, won the fourth round, I thought. And then in the fifth, I'm like, whoever wins this round is going to win this fight. And And then Rory just slowly, you just see it. He just kind of took over the round. And then it was Fantastic fight, but it's hard to have a long career fighting fights like that. Oh, I know. So... But uh, kudos to Rory. But that kid, Lima, man. I, I would love to see Lima in the UFC. That's really a scary would. motherfucker, man. Yeah. That's all I have to say. He's a scary He's a top ten. Oh, yeah. If not I think, top five. I think he's top five in the world. I'm not even joking. Yeah. I think he's top five in the world, welterweight. I can't disagree with welterweight that. Welterweight is a hard division because I think that Tyrone is on top of the list. You know what I'm saying? For sure. Mm-hmm. I think... Uh, that would be a nice fight to see Rory fight him. That'd be nice to see. But I still think I don't know, man. I'm a Rory fan, but I don't know. I think Tyron might actually get that W. Mm-hmm. You know that I know that Robbie's. I don't. I wouldn't put. I put Robbie like number six. Robbie Lawler. I'm not even joking. Number six, not number five. Right. Lima. I put. I'm not maybe number four, or number three. How good of a fight would uh, would uh, Lawler and Lima be? 
Uh, I think Lima would beat him. You think so? Yeah, I would, man. I yeah. do. I think, I, especially after that last Junior Dos Santos fight, I think Junior Dos Santos. <laughs> Junior, no, sorry, <laughs> Rafael. Rafael Dos Santos. <laughs> yeah, I, I said Junior. <laughs> Those fucking Brazilian names, man. <laughs> yeah. So wait, wait, Rafael R. RDA? RDA. RDA. Dos Anjos. Dos Anjos. So RDA, I definitely think RDA versus Lamas would be a great fight. Yeah. That would be a fight I want to yeah. see. I see uh, um, Lima beating up a, a few guys in the UFC. Oh, man, I, see him, sure. I see him giving it to Wonderboy Thompson. Yeah. I see it. I, I can see that. He's dangerous. Shit. Yeah, he's dangerous. Very man. dangerous. So that fight, but I think we both did, we both took Rory anyway. Yeah. So it was that was a. It's kind of hard. But not I'm to not. We, I know we didn't call it that way. That's for sure. No, I, I didn't think it would be like that. of ugly of a fight, but definitely to the heavyweight, I called that shit to the fucking teeth. Oh yeah, and I think I took. I took. Didn't I take? Uh, you took Chael. Chael. Yeah. Not because I, I wanted Quentin. to. No, but I wanted to take Rampage. Remember, I wanted to change it. Yeah. You uh, didn't though. I did it because. I knew that I knew that Chell's gonna do that. Yeah. And his interview afterwards made me want to fucking spit in his face. But why? What did he say? Did you hear what he said afterwards? The Big John, because you know Big John works for Bellator now. Uh, uh, and, yeah, yeah, yeah. And he's yeah. like, because you're new here, I'm gonna give you more time. Yeah. Because <laughs> I'm the best, and blah 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 blah. He was fucking. Fuck annoying. I was like, fuck you, you cocksucker. And supposedly Rampage owes him fifteen thousand dollars because he took him down three times, and he said ten thousand dollars. Oh, really? Eh? Five thousand dollars to take down? Yeah, yeah. He goes, "I'll take his check, but I won't cash his check because <laughs> I'm the blah, blah blah blah." I don't know. He was saying a bunch of nonsense and that rhyme. So that was he no, had that rehearsed. Eh? Oh yeah, he yeah. fucking practiced that shit in the mirror. Oh, easy, easy, easy. <laughs> <laughs> so we want to jump to UFC 220? Let's just, just want to do to the two fights. I started at Rob. All Ponte, I know but... is that I was perfect except for the first fight. <laughs> you were. <laughs> I have to say that because I'm a cocky I was. Fucker. I went three and two. I was a cocky fucker. But yeah, let's just jump to the to the to the to two the two co-main event main event. That's the one you want to So talk DC about. and Vulcan. DC, I, I think I called it almost identical to that. I almost called it. I said, I said, didn't I say second round too? I said he was going to I don't... Look, Vulcan is a great fighter. He's young, and he's got a great future ahead of him. Without right. question. But I'll be honest with you, he's the... He's he's a he's a, a weaker version of Rumble Johnson. Mm-hmm. You know what I'm saying? So, that was easy. Yeah. Like, and, and you know what? I never had... Like, that fight made me elevate DC to a different level. Because I talked earlier, said so I'm not a super fan of him, but... Mm-hmm. Excuse me, that fight impressed me, man. Mm-hmm. Because what he did to Vulcan was awesome. Yeah. It looked like a different different league of fighters. He did. Right? Yeah. Like, what he did, he put it on Vulcan. Like he went after it. You know what? I picked Vulcan, but just as for that, you that changed lucky that. Shot. You changed that. No, no, I actually took Vulcan. No, on the thing on the show, you said you said Cormier because we asked. Oh, did I? And you changed it when you made your pick. Probably because that's just a smarter pick, right? I I tend to go with the underdog, man. If anybody, out I know there you do, but come on, picks, bro. You I go do, with the underdog. No, but you're pretty good. No, no, you're pretty good. You're pretty accurate, bud. 
I think maybe you were talking to little brother Todd and he influenced you a little bit. Well, you want to talk about underdogs? And I even shouted this out to Stipe. Bro, how the fuck was he an underdog? Where Can we call Mr. Old School right now? Can I just tell him I fucking told you so? I would love to. He's almost off work to fuck I want to say I fucking told you so. You owe me a dinner. Yeah. Did you even want to? Let's get him on there. He (laughs) would have... You want to go? Let's call him up. He's going to be off. Yeah. Hold on. Let's let's pause it. We'll get him on here. And tell me right now, before that, but tell me, I didn't call that fucking fight identical to the fucking team. Yeah. You know what I'm saying? Let's get him to a I want to get Mr. Old School on there, <laughs> live. I want him to say that I'm the fucking, I'm, I know what I'm talking about. He's clueless. Let's get him on there. <laughs> let's do it. Give us a second. We're going to get Mr. Old School on. We're waiting for Mr. Old School to pick up right now. Let's see if old Mr. Old picking up. Oh, Mr. Old School. Mr. Old oh, it's going to ring. Oh, he's not going to answer. We're looking for you, sucker. <laughs> Mr. Old School, you there? I talked to him earlier, and he's like, I'm more tired than Francis Naganu. <laughs> oh, Mr. Old School's not he there. He knew <laughs> he knew you were trying to call him, that's why. Who call back, though? Mr. Old School, buddy. I we gotta get him on here before. I gotta, we gotta get him on because I believe he sat in the chair. And didn't he say something about Nagano's gonna knock him out in the first round? <laughs> <laughs> Drive him. Did he say anything that night when when he... Did he say anything about the show when we talked Dude, I was just watching his jaw and, and, and dropping... Hey? After the first he's round, he, he must have knew after the first round. Oh, yeah. He's, he's he like, knew. Steve Bay won that. He's done. <laughs> I love it. <laughs> There's no greater thing when when, we, when you, you do your, your podcast and you break down a fight as an analyst like I did that day and we're fucking spot on. Oh, yeah. it's Bro, when I was watching that fight, I was like, Oh, I know. Field goal. Touchdown. Dude, we both said the same thing. I know. That's, How the fuck was he an underdog? I remember you said, me and you, that's exactly what your fucking word was. The Axeman said, how the fuck is he an underdog? So I, I wish I would have put a couple grand I, on remember that. Remember you did say, remember we said at least two, three hundred bucks? Remember we said, yeah, at fucking least. Okay, we got to do it once, bro. We got to go partners 50-50 when we feel like, when we know that's going to be like that. When we're that sure again? I know. No fucking kidding line. 150, 150, boom. We're going to put it down. All right. Let's do it. So, uh, hey, uh, this is another shout out to Mr. Old School. You. He's bro. calling back. He just texts. So Wrong, Mr. Old School. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Mr. Old School was on the Nogano juice. <laughs> <laughs> Oh, I love it. I love it. But you know what? It, it, even though that card had a lot of... Uh, uh, they had that one kid from uh, Boston that fought it. It was a fantastic fight. They had a lot of guys that up-and-comer guys. It was a good, decent card. Like, it was a fun card to watch. Yeah, it was. Even though I just wanted to see the last two. That's what my <laughs> brother was waiting for. But I enjoyed it. Uh, nevertheless, I enjoyed it. Mm-hmm. Yeah, it was a lot of fun. No, it was a, it was a good card, man. Um... There's actually a card this weekend. Yeah, the free one, right? Is that the yeah. one? Um, we should probably touch on that one quick. Right? Absolutely. That's the the main event is. Oh fuck! 
I'm drawing a blank, bro. It bro. is... Uh, it's not the Brunson one. Is it the Brunson Jacare one? Jacare and Brunson, Brunson, too. Yeah, I knew I knew that one. Jacare won the first fight. He did, didn't he? Yeah. I, think it, was, a, I think, think it was by TKO. I think that's when that, that's Jacare was in his fucking untouchable state. You know, think, at one point, yeah, like, there was people out there... I think Jacare had a... No, lose. I think it's like Romero. Romero had a crazy streak, too, until... You know what I'm saying? Yeah. Let me um, just find out the outcome of that Brunson fight. I I, I, I think Brunson's going to take this one for sure. Really? I have a feeling, yeah, man. I'm, I'm definitely on the Brun, Brunson bandwagon for this one. I think Jockery, but isn't Jockery coming off a loss? Didn't he lose to Whitaker? Yeah, he lost to Whitaker. By TKO. Yeah. Where's Brunson? Yeah, but, he knocked out Brunson in 41 seconds into the first fight. Yeah, but I think Brunson's riding a little bit of a high. In that. You know what happens, man? Yeah. I mean, that's will the, will the storm Will the storm come twice? Well, Jacare... The bonuses for Jacare, Jacare beat him. So right. in his head, that mentally helps out that first guy you fight. You know what I'm saying? Yeah. And the uh, co-main would be Dennis Bermudez and uh, Andre Feely. Andre Feely. Well, Bermudez is up and down, man. He's up like a like a yo-yo. Like he's really good. Isn't and Feely too? Isn't he the same? Yeah, thing? I think it's one of them. That's an up in the air one. I don't know. I want to say Bermudez, but I want to say Feely. You know what I'm saying? Yeah. That's a tough fight to call. Bobby Green's on that card. He's on a preliminary fight. Really? I like him, man. I like Bobby Green a lot, too. Literally, he talks during the, the fight, eh? Reminds me of, like, a Diaz. Speaking of Diaz... Who is, who, who's he fighting, Bobby Green? Uh, Eric Cope. Eric, I don't know too much about Eric Cope. No. Uh, he fought for a title at one point, though. He I, did. I think so. Yeah, somewhere he did, right? But, yeah, what's up with the Diaz brothers, man? I don't know, like, man. Been... Nate Diaz is itching for a fight. Okay, here we go. Oh, Mr. Old School is calling. <laughs> Just hit it and put it on speaker, bud. Yeah. Is this Mr. Old School? Mr. Old School, are you there? Yeah, I'm here. What's up, Mr. Old School? You are uh, on Roundhouse, buddy, on Season oh, 2, God. Episode 4. Episode 4, you're making an appearance. Mm-hmm. I just have a, I just have a question for you, bud. Um, I believe we had a discussion about uh, a fight at UFC 220, was it, Joel? Was it? I think, the main event. The, I think it was the main event, Stipe versus Nugano. Yeah, <laughs> I recall you sitting in the stu- in the Roundhouse studio telling me that uh, Nugano was going to make quick work of Stipe and it was the heir of Nugano and blah, blah, blah. Uh, I- Mr. Old School, that was not a bad night, buddy. Uh, that was that was an ass kicking. That was an ass kicking, but <laughs> that was called a good old fashioned ass whooping. Ah, sucking here. I don't. I, all I recall is Stevie beating the fuck out of no guy. Broke it up numerous times. He stalled. That was a 
because I hated it. <laughs> now I bet you you're not. I bet you you're not regretting not making that bet with me. Otherwise, you'd be taking me to Chuckles right now. Oh, fucking table scratch. Fucking garbage. It's always it's always an honor to have you on the show, Mister Old School. And I know it sucks to be wrong. <laughs> For sure, for sure, brother. No, but honestly, but thanks for thanks for calling in, buddy. I appreciate that because I know we had some fun when you were on, bro. I appreciate it, buddy. I I gotta be back there soon, man. Some point soon. Absolutely, buddy. For sure, you always got you always got a welcome invitation, bro. Nice, everybody, Mister Old School. (laughs) Give it up for Mister Old School. Follow him on Instagram, (laughs) Mister Old School. Thanks, hi. All right, thank you. Thanks, buddy. Bye. Oh, we got special guests coming in and out of this place. It's awesome. You think we're organizing this motherfucker, right? (laughs) I'm going to put that one in the secret books, Mr. Old School, just for you know. (laughs) Oh, that was fantastic. But that was, you know what, it was a a good night of of fights. And I know that he probably hit, I love that fucking fight. I think it was like brilliant. It was masterfully done. Oh, yeah. You got to fight. Smart as a champion. If you want to have longevity in the sport, it's so more important than just to stand in the middle of the ring and fucking hoopla it. You know what I'm saying? Oh, exactly. Because we love, like, we're fans. We love Nate Diaz. Nick Diaz. I love Diego Sanchez. But it's a time when you stand in the middle of the ring and then you, like, how, how, could you honestly, like, think about Nick and Nate. Those guys are phenomenal bangers. Win, lose, or drop, right? Mm Mm-hmm. But they get fucked up every fight. They get cut up. You know, when they... Mm-hmm. then it, 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 And these judges don't ever... They don't ever... We already know. We, we have our thing with the judges. You know what I'm saying? They never they never judge the fights right for most of the part. Mm-hmm. So you got to be great at what you do, man. You got to have... Be more strategic. You know what I'm saying? And you got to be smart. And you got to be like Stipe. And you got to be like fucking DC. You know what I'm saying? Yeah. Yeah, man, so that was fun. That was fucking... Great show again, man. Super fun. What are we at here? Yeah, We're about at, that time. It's about that time. Uh, yeah, so, yeah, again, a shout-out and a fuck... The, the, the most respect. Fucking respect <laughs> to Mr. Chance Fortune. Thanks, buddy, for uh, being on the show tonight. Awesome. So, remember, follow him on Instagram... If anybody, uh, I know we we have a bunch of guys that follow us that are like their own pages and stuff like that. Uh, hit them up. Look uh, look up for Chance Fortune MMA on Instagram. Follow them. Uh, if you if you guys can uh, sponsor him, do it, man. You know what I'm saying? We got he's a young upcoming fighter, three and three is amateur record right now, training hard. Wow, man, what a what a insane schedule. You know what I'm saying? I can't even imagine, man. That's insane. So, mad respect. Thanks, Chance, for being on the show. A shout-out to the one and only Mr. Old School as well. Always we... <laughs> Love busting your balls, buddy. Yeah, so you can follow us on Roundhouse MMA 101 on Instagram. RoundhouseMMA101 at gmail.com. RoundhouseMMA11 on Twitter... Then you got us. You can find our shows on Buzzsprout, 
slash forward slash one two four six. I think it's like that. And if it's not, if I'm not saying it right, go to our Instagram or Twitter page and our in our you can click on our link to their thing. We're on Google Play as under Roundhouse. Uh, look for us. Our shows are. We're going to be everywhere. We're going to be, like, fucking everywhere. Coming soon to YouTube. Coming soon to fucking Ustream. We're coming soon to iTunes, Facebook. We're going to be fucking everywhere. Yes, we're going to be everywhere, man. <laughs> uh, look for us. Uh, did I say those things too fast? No, no, you're good. good. You got it all? Oh, yeah. Shout out to my man, the Axe Man. Another great show, brother. Yeah, Fuck, man. I don't think I could have done it. I could have done it with anybody else. What a fucking ball. We got our, another makeshift concoction yeah, we made on the spot. Yeah, I a picture of this shit right now. I think we should. <laughs> it was fun. We had a ball. Thanks again, we guys, do, for uh, tuning in. Thanks, motherfuckers. Hey, uh, just so you know, I'm watching you. <laughs> <laughs> now, be good out there. Uh, I'll try to do this show, put this show up as soon as possible. Yeah. Uh, the latest... I'll try to, I doubt I'll be able to do it tonight because I'm exhausted and I yeah. gotta work in the morning. So, uh, yeah. Look for the show. Hopefully by Sunday night I'll be up. Sounds good. Alright, peeps, be good. Thanks, guys. Stay flossy, motherfuckers. <laughs> Peace! <laughs>